don't say the episode title. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. So what I wanted to discuss was this this idea that uh, we're constantly okay. So we're constantly trying to. Most people are constantly trying to. I mean, I'd say everyone at some level, and it's something you have to const- you have to fight a little bit. Is like you're constantly trying to have other people perceive you as something different than what you really are like a better version of yourself right like and that's like the that's what causes like the pride aspect right is like you have this your portrayal in real life is different than what you really are mm. and that's one aspect of that's it that's kind of like that quote in the passionate state of mind about yeah. the pride is that what prompted this train of thought yeah and so i linked this to creativity and creation moral creation and so when you actually embark on a creative endeavor and you you see your end product it's such a real reflection of your humanity and not what you actually perceived yourself as capable of and until you actually create that you can still lie to yourself and and you know delude yourself and and delude others into thinking that your ability to create something is so so much better than what it really is and so when you actually create that thing and it's like wait this is like so far beneath what i thought i was capable of this is the reality of what i can do and so then it kind of like shatters this image of yourself and so that process of taking what of creating what you actually can and then shattering that image of yourself is is like is kind of what limits you from actually doing uh, that endeavor. So like when I was writing, I was thinking like, why am I not writing? Because I, and, and like, I, I wrote like a little section on like, on writing, I just called it. And I was like, this is like the crux of why I'm not writing. It's not that I don't have ideas or that I'm, I'm not a writer or that I'm not motivated to write. It's like, when I write, it's like, this is a real reflection of my ideas. Because when I just have thoughts in my mind, they're so well formed in my mind in that sense. Like, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it almost has like poetry in my head. But mm. then when you start writing it out, it's like, oh, this is way worse than, and I have to put some effort to, you know, massage it into like a, a proper sentence. Yeah. And, it, it's, it's the same thing with music. Yeah. In many ways. Exactly. Although, that's some, I, although music is more forgiving because it's, it's so abstracted that yeah. because it's devoid of, a meaning in a semantic sense it can be almost anything and there's no intention or there could be an intent behind it but the intent can be post hoc added in so it's like you you make a random melody and then it sounds in a certain way it's like yeah i intended it yeah. to be that you can't create a random format of a sentence and then insert the content into it yeah. you have to go from content yeah. to form or you know like idea yeah. so, theme to so yeah. but i wanted to analyze this very differently than you uh, intended, or at least very differently than the way I think you intended, because sure. this is actually uh, a postmodern or modernist problem, because this idea presupposes something which is actually not true, and this is the the reason why this struggle even exists, is because most people have internalized this way of thinking, and they don't realize that this is not a default form of thinking. They conflate their identity with their creation. And this also leads into the rejection of God, and I'll get to that in a minute. When you, you said you feared writing because you thought what you created would reflect badly on yourself, for your own self-evaluation. Yeah. Because you've, you're committed to the idea that what you create 
is at some level connected to your self-worth. Maybe not entirely. And that idea is the flaw. And an atheist or an agnostic will have the same contention with God. He'll say, but God created humans which are so defective, they get disease. So they conflate, they ascribe any defects in his creativity to him. They do not separate the creator from the creation. Yeah, but I think there's a difference there because with with God, he intends to create us in this state. Whereas... Like, yeah, but his intentions are unknown. So for that atheist and agnostic, you'll say that you you believe that he intended that, but how can you know God's intentions? Yeah. Um, you could say that with the creative person too. I intended it to, that was exactly my art. Yeah, no, but I'm saying you know that what you intend, like what you wish you could create, you know, in that moment, obviously you, you realize that, that thinking like that is foolish, yeah. but I'm saying when you're going through that process of coming to terms with, with what you can actually do, you realize that it's not entirely in your control. Mm. Yeah, no, it's not about what it's not about whether it's in your control. Because let's say it was a hundred percent in your control. Well, that's that's a hypothetical that can't even exist. So yeah. it's even no, because I'm saying like because I'm talking about like because at some level those ideas floating around in your head that are more well formed they do exist. Yeah, right. this is this is similar to vision and execution. Yeah. So there's that paradigm. I'm trying to shelve that for a minute. Okay, yeah. Because I get that yeah. part of it, right? So yeah, there I is kind of linking the two. But yeah. yeah, if you go back to the pride aspect. Yeah, because I, uh, I wanted to touch more on the pride aspect yeah. and how this ties into God rejection because yeah, that's sure, the essence pr of pride. pride. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, because the vision execution thing, I 100% agree with, and let's clarify that. So it's when you have this idea in your head and it's fuzzy and it's not concrete you fill in the gaps with the, or the gaps are filled in your by mind. your imagination. Yeah. And then when you actually get around to writing it, those gaps are present and they're glaring back at you. And that should, that act itself should humble you and make you believe in the divine more because it's mortal creativity. But what it ends up doing for those people who have this almost God complex and pride that what they create must be exactly the same as them and that their identity is reflected in that creation because they their identity their self-worth is this artificially inflated value and when what they create doesn't match up to that instead of bringing themselves down they bring this thing up how do they bring that thing up like they just like by deception like just by claiming no that it is? but by saying that this isn't the best that i could have done i had a bad day oh okay okay so, meaning that like I could they, have they, done they this. They will claim that this isn't actually the limit. This yeah. is just intentionally like this. Yeah. Uh, or they will blame some external factor like, yeah. oh, uh, my food wasn't good, my energy wasn't good, the political situation, the religious situation, the trauma caching, whatever yeah, they want to do. Trauma, yeah. Because they have a, a, a God complex in their creativity. And uh, I think that's what... Yeah, that, that it whole... It also goes down to... It also goes back to like the... Um, the authenticity thing, you know, like actually wearing clothes that you want to, you know, dressing how you want to, grooming yourself the way that you want to instead of just the way that society does. Because one way is like, one way there's a cop-out and one way it's like it's actually reflective of you. Yeah, but then there's a risk. Yeah. But then once again, that's the other thing. I would, I would not think of it that way. What you wear is not necessarily you. Well, it's a it's reflective of your ability 
of your of of what you chose to wear. It's, if if it's different from so like there's there's two because for most people if they're just wearing what's normally worn yeah. or they're or they're dressed how how most people are dressed, it's not it doesn't stand out and so it doesn't seem like it's a decision that they made. It's just like you know this is what's in fashion nowadays and this is what I'm wearing. Whereas if they wear something that's distinctly different, then it's a then it's then everyone thinks it's a conscious decision, and it's and I think people have way too much concern about these kind of pointlessing. Yeah. I think if all this energy was shifted into <laughs> well, I mean, your concern about what aspects of morality is God observing me on, it would be a much better world course, because yeah. it makes absolutely no yeah. sense to care about what other people think about your clothing, your creative decisions, your ideas, your jokes. It's it's such a level of mental handicapping that how do you even function? Well, this goes back. This goes on to like the idea of khushu, right? Like, if you don't, it. That's why that concept is so powerful because if you if you internalize that you act as if God is watching you, because all these people are so, uh, they're so concerned with the people that are observing them. That's why that's so powerful. Even if they had like a point zero one percent of that. Uh, belief that God is watching them, then they would change their actions so significantly. Yeah, you know, and so it's like you don't have to have this idea hundred percent that all times you're consciously aware. But even when it's like, yeah, and if you can't even get, because I'm not claiming that I'm there. Obviously, that you can never be there yeah. to have full God consciousness. You, you, yeah, aspire no, I'm saying that's, you have a percentage yeah. of it. But yeah. I'm saying even if you don't think of it in that way, that God's watching you all the time. You can at least not think of other people as God. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's least. what they do. Well, that's the thing is you're always gonna. You're always gonna have some god at every moment watching. Yeah, it's not a. It's not whether a, the god is the desire that you give into, or the god is the people, or the god yeah. is actually god. Because you're always doing something based on like there's always a desire that's linked to whatever you're doing. Yeah, and I was uh, I had this point related to this actually as well. Uh, I was discussing with my wife. It's like, and this was kind of oh, sorry to cut you off here. Yeah, I think I, we might be saying the same thing. But go ahead. No, it was that other day that you th- said the critique fear. So that day when you were saying, oh, you don't want to talk because you're worried about how I'll perceive it, but who gives a shit how I perceive it, right? Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> but that's my yeah, point, that right? Is the, I mean, that's the... Is my judgment relevant? All, all, per, all problems are interpersonal yeah, relationships. Yeah, so my problems. judgment should be irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. And so should your own when you're writing something. True. That's um, that's why I don't judge my own. That's the only way you can... I don't write, judge yeah. my own art either because if God's not judging my art, who gives a shit about my art, right? Yeah, exactly. Why should I judge it? Yeah, it's such a... I only judge my moral failings and even yeah. then you you repent and you yeah. move on. But like, it's this is the stuff that will just zap you of your sanity, Yeah, in my opinion. Shit, I lost the point. Your, was... your wife was saying. No, no, I you was You were talking to your wife about Yeah, what was I talking to her about? Uh, uh, you killed it, bro. I killed it, sorry. Because I thought you were telling... No, because this was relevant to your topic. Yeah. So I was like, let me bring it in. Uh, it'll come back. It'll I come should back. have said, hey, hold that thought in your head, formalize it, grab it, and then shelve it. <laughs> Whenever we both have yeah. a seat. I can uh, go back to that yeah, previous discussion. Yeah, what was discuss- the previous discussion? What was the, the previous pre- discussion was this whole idea of fearing. Oh, no, desire. Yeah, 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 I was explaining, like, I had this idea that, like, I mean, I think we've kind of already touched on something similar where, like, you know, everything is related to, everything that men do is related to, like, their desire for for women, right? Like, but I was going to say it's even more than that. Everything, humanity is desire. Like, if you if you remove our desires, we're nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. So it's like, 
Yeah, I mean, I think it also kind of goes back to the Kami thing, you know, the Kami Piccolo story. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 the desire. If you remove the desire, and so people that penal flaccidity is the death of mankind. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not even that, right? It's all desire in a right? metaphorical like the, sense. I meant the hunger. Yeah, for, I meant metaphorically. Yeah, yeah metaphorical penal flaccidity. Exactly, <laughs> the death of drive. Yeah. So, so and it's it's drive that, death. It's that like drive failure. It's that uh, heart disc failure, <laughs> heart disc, heart disc. Yeah, your heart disc is your hard drive. Oh, your heart drive. That's what it is. I have your an SSD. Desire is heart drive. <laughs> I have an SSD though. Do Do you get what I'm saying though? Desire is heart. It drives your heart. Yeah. No, your oh, it's just a play on hard drive. But heart drive is your heart is your desire, not the base desires, but what you aspire to be. Because desire involves going somewhere, seeking yeah. something. So that heart desire, your heart's desire is to finally, you know, attain salvation and meet God. That's the whole heart's desire. But in order to get that, you have to do things in life. Yeah. If you don't do anything, you'll just, I mean, you'll die. Yeah, you can't, it's like you can't be good. You can't be nothing. You can't be good. You can't be not good and not bad. And that's what a lot of these other uh, idol worshiping religions tend to romanticize this idea of elimination. Yeah, that, of that's what I was. That's what I was nirvana. going back to. Yeah, like the whole Buddhist. Yeah, it's like it's that's nonsense. The, that's the fundamental difference between Islam and all the other false religions. And this is what they contend with. Oh, you guys want to marry a bunch of women? You guys want to conquer land? You guys want to spread your ideology? Yeah. Yes, we agree with all of these things because, because we're not doing what you think is yeah. the altruistic best thing to do. If we have something good, of course we damn well want to spread it. Yeah. We want to spread our seed and our ideology, right? And there will be violence if necessary because you defend yourself. If someone's attacking your home and stealing your stuff, don't you defend yourself? So, I mean, <laughs> no, you just sit there and like you take it. No, it's also even more than that. It's like, yeah, there's one thing is as Muslims we want to spread the idea, but there's even more. It's like just because you're Muslim doesn't mean you don't do anything outside of outside of just being an ascetic saint at all times, you know? Like there's living life and doing the things that that entails and controlling your desires in a productive way, that's that's also important. Well, asceticism is that. Yeah. This well, that, modern reinterpretation. Yeah, well, that's the... The, 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 the goofy Sufi interpretation yeah. of asceticism is like, you know, kill all your desires. It's yeah. a Buddhist... Uh, the idea that you can actually kill all your desires without killing yourself is... Yeah. Yeah. Well, even if you kill yourself, that final desire to kill yourself, that wasn't killed. Yeah. So true. you you ended on a on a bad note. Yeah, I guess. You didn't overcome your desires even cuz the very act of desiring nirvana, which is a lack of desire, is a desire. So you're yeah. stuck. You're in a, you're, you're a living do, oxymoron. And if you do nothing, then you're desiring sloth. So it's like Yeah, you can't just, really have it. You can't not desire. But these people aren't really logically sound. Their their brains are dead too. Brain dead. Brain dead and heart dead. Heart yeah. death. Black hearts and uh, black brains. Yo, that's racist. We don't say black brains anymore. We, we don't? say slave brains? Uh, sure. <laughs> we say African-American. Slave mind. <laughs> slave mind and black hearts. But slave is a good thing. We've yeah. Slave to what? Yeah, exactly. Freedom is the fault. Enslavement is default. That was a comment. Oh, you made that. Yeah, yeah. I'm responding to something. Because all this obsession is about freedom. I want to be free to do this. 
You're free, not free. I want to have I want to have freedom to exercise all my desires, and then I will excise myself of them all. It's double extremism. I want to do whatever the hell I want, and once I have all that freedom to do whatever the hell I want, I'll do nothing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I want all the free time in the world, and then all I'm going to do is play video games and eat chips. That's their life in a nutshell. Pretty much. Freedom to choose all desires, and then freedom from ever acting upon those desires. Thing is, it's like a child. You put him in a candy store, and all he does is he runs from candy to candy to candy, just constantly distracted. Do I get this? Do I get this? Do I get that? Do I get that? And he's just in a frenzy, manic state. That's why. And he dies of starvation. That's why they're so obsessed with these role play games where you make your own character because yeah. they wanna they wanna have the truest free will in their mind is to decide how they were born. You know the Sims aspect. You know, yeah, it's like, women love that shit. Yeah, but maybe they, they love it for a different reason because it's they, dollhouse. Yeah, I think they like it for the costume for creation, the dollhouse yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's but playing the men house, right? do it as like a like a wish fulfillment. Like, you know, like I wouldn't change any aspect of me in any way physically right the now. Thing is, thinking of like that is useless. Like, no, no, it's not. No, I'm saying even if I had the option to, I just wouldn't because yeah. it would just seem really odd to me. No, the thing is, if you think like that, you're saying that. God you haven't created you incorrectly for yeah. your mind. Like your your body, your physical manifestation of your mind is not correct. Okay, but and let's so say let's say to yeah, deal if, with if, that contention, if you said that, what if God created you differently just to deal with that contention? But that's not that's a that's a pointless argument though, because if God created me different, if God couldn't have created me different, I mean, I'm not saying it's like because God created me like this right now. I wouldn't have been created differently. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I get your contention, but yeah. what if what if someone doesn't agree with that? Yeah. And then from his point of view, he says that even then I wouldn't. Because then he's not contending with the theological aspect of it. He's just saying that I'm so comfortable being what I am that I wouldn't ever want to change. That's the point I'm stressing. Then One what is, if you were different? You then would you, still be comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. So it's not about what So you, you would never not be comfortable with what you are. Exactly. That's the, whole point. the point isn't that I'm comfortable with this specific set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that I'm comfortable with whatever set that I get. Exactly. Yeah. And that comfort, it's hard to say where it comes from because I know I'm not perfect, but I know I'm perfectly content being me, which is an odd position. It's it's really odd because I know at some level there's objective uh, metrics in which I could improve, but it just doesn't, my mind doesn't go there for some reason. Yeah. The thing is, you have all these other qualitative metrics in which, which are just laying by the wayside that you have the opportunity to succeed in. So maybe if you spend multiple lifetimes mastering all those, then you could even think it makes no sense. It's, it's another one of those devil's deceptions to think about the statics when there's so many dynamics that you can change. It's like there's a tsunami coming in your house and you're worried about the leaky faucet. Like You'd never be worried about a leaky faucet even if there was no tsunami. But the fact that there's a tsunami should definitely... Yeah. My faucet's leaking. Yeah. What was the original topic anyways? Oh yeah, it was the pride thing. Yeah. Creative pride. No, I'm just thinking, like, is there anything more about that creative pride thing? And that side is... Oh, wait, you know? we were talking about the desire thing, right? Yeah, no, you were saying? No, I was going to say this whole... Uh, this can tie into another idea. Tie into. Tie-dye. No. I was thinking of uh, uh, vanity metrics. So, so in in marketing or UI UX, one of those fields, vanity metrics are 
basically they're they're metrics which appear to give you which give you the appearance of competence and it's used to mislead others but they don't actually offer you a real benefit they don't offer you a benefit in terms of understanding yourself Off you as in the person who's claiming that he has that metric okay so let's get an example i'm i'm a yeah yeah let's get an example so <laughs> Mm, I didn't have an example. Can you give me an example of that, Joey? Because I can't think of one. I, I had the idea doesn't uh, it hasn't clicked. So let's say you're running a school and you say, we've had 400 uh, oh, yeah, new sign-up yeah, sign registrations yeah. in our school. That doesn't mean anything because the point of a school is to educate people. So the amount of sign-ups you get is... Irrelevant. Is I mean, it's, it's largely irrelevant. Yeah, you well, could, you're assuming that uh, the more number of... You're saying... By saying that, you're saying that the more number of people sign up means that the more number of people that are inclined to sign up to this school means that the school has a good reputation and therefore yeah. they've heard that you know people are educated well at this school and they signed up. You're trying to prove the quality of the school based on popularity as opposed to the quality of the school itself. Exactly. It's like it's the politician, you know, public, the voting. It's all, you know, we've sold... 50,000. Yeah. And this yeah. It, this connects with creative pride because if you create something and there's a vanity metric that allows you to justify the quality of it, then that creative pride is satiated. Yeah. Let's say you make something. You don't think it's that good, but it gets published in some museum or art gallery. Now, all of a sudden, you think it's good because your pride is being fed by the validation of the vanity metrics that people ascribe to it or... It's crafted around it through media or influence or whatever. But the fundamental nature of that thing hasn't changed. But you, because you're so shallow, superficial, meek and weak, your psychology is dependent upon how it performs in the world. So then should you even subject yourself to the possibility of getting potentially put into that state and just not create anything? Because if you create something and then people view it as amazing and then you, you get prideful of it, even though you know it's not as good as, as what people think it is, should you just not create something so that you don't fall into that? Are you so, asking that as you or from the audience's per perspective? As a hypothetical, yeah. Okay. Like a, <laughs> yeah. No, so... Because that's what someone would say, you know? Like, yeah, because that question presumes and misunderstands my position considerably. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Yeah, but I guess I might not have explained it well. Yeah. So I'm saying that that person who who does that... Go oh, ahead. They had that creative pride to begin with that they didn't yeah. actually... Yeah, so the person who doesn't have that, if for him it doesn't matter if it gets popular or not. If it gets popular, he won't have a boost in pride. If it fails, he won't have a decrease in pride because he's not doing it for pride. Because remember, right. his creation is d disconnected from him. Yeah. It's not part of his identity. So there's no way he can get. But do you prideful. think even someone who starts with the, that intention can't potentially fall into that? Well, anyone can fall into anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm assuming that the person remains consistent. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that guy could go from here to here. He could go from here to here. Yeah. But that's like a universal thing that anyone can change the way they approach life and view things. Yeah. But so assuming no matter what situation you're in, whatever pull. You always have that ability to... Yeah. yeah, but I don't think that pull is directly connected to that act itself. I think there's another... It's uh, a meta. Like it's, there's it's, an aspect of it where there's choice in there. You choose to let that get to you. 
and you you craft that narrative. You know what you're doing. Yeah, self there's always the thing is there's always enough pulls in life that going in a certain direction and having that pull isn't necessarily the, the way I like to see it is that you're not you never make anything. Humans do not create anything. And this this goes to mortal creativity, but this I thought about it and maybe I expressed it this way, but there's a clarity here and this completely removes all pride and and also all risk from creativity. So anything you create has already been created. All you're doing is discovering it in a way. And I don't mean discovery in the sense that I found this land. It's more like it's yes. a pattern that exists. So all sequences of words exist, right? Yeah. All sequences of notes in a melody exist. All possible brush strokes or pixels in a visual all sound and all visual exists yeah all literary all permutations of color sound space and yeah yeah, yeah. so the fundamental act of creation at a divine level would be to create the medium itself creating like it's like if we were to live in a world where sound wasn't a thing yeah then and we created the concept of sound obviously we can't do that that's the limit Right. Exactly. Yeah. And hold that thought because I want to talk about something else after that. But this thought right here, if you think of creativity in this way, all you're doing is just you happen to select a certain melody, a certain sequence of words, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. You just have the ability to appreciate good art. Whether you happened upon it yourself or someone else did it, what difference does it make? That's why I don't associate art with even if someone makes something good, I don't view them as amazing either. Yeah. So you just happened upon that. You just iterated enough times. No, and even what you appreciate is a function of the divine the, the programming. Divine blessing of being able to appreciate, appreciate that sound, right? Yeah. Or that 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 sound is sounds good to you cuz what if all sounds just sounded the same or exactly. neutral or yeah. bad, right? And this this whole thing of the scope of creativity it's like, you know, that they could some people will say can humans think of another color? And they'd say, no, but God can create another color. No, you're still missing the point. And they'll say, aliens, what if instead of breathing oxygen, they breathe carbon dioxide? No, that's still such a shallow... Yeah, uh, they're still breathing. They're still... You, you have to... The thing is, in order to express this, you don't have the concepts necessary. Yeah. But you have to think of a drastically different, not even existence, but whatever category existence falls into, shift that. But but let's let's keep it low a little bit so we don't lose the audience here. So think of color as an attribute, as a quality, right? Now, a new color would be one thing, but think of another qualia itself. Color, sound, speech, think of another sense. You can't. You can't, but that's not where it ends because senses are itself a category. Senses, existence, time and space, these are all. Now think of another whole set of things that are none of these and then keep abstracting that higher and higher. You cannot, you yeah. will, your mind will implode. You will feel puny and insignificant and pathetic, rightfully so. Yeah. So people have this uh, very incredibly reductionist and uh, insulting view of God. God is infinite levels higher than that. Like you cannot conceive of it. Just, just shut up. Stop talking about alien simulations and all that nonsense. <laughs> It's AI. It comes across as so idiotic. Like I have no words to express it. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like the atheist is truly just an idiot. That position is as many layers as God is up. It's as many layers down or not that many, but because that would be. That would be blasphemous. <laughs> yeah. Because humans can't even go that, that low. 
Because yeah. to go that low would be an impossibility too. It's just, yeah. It's a very narrow frame of mind. And a lot of people have a very narrow frame when you discuss things. And they just, just fail to grasp the depth of it and the width Is of it. Is it intentional? No, I think they just don't have time to reflect, as you were saying yeah. earlier. It's just life keeps them too busy to, yeah. to think. Is it a function of, like, because I think it's still a choice to realize that you're you're being busy because everyone falls asleep, right? There's always that hour at night or half yeah. an hour before you're falling asleep that you have time to think and you're like, yeah. wait a second, you know? So it's in that moment where they decide, you know, the next day I'm going to keep myself even more busy so I don't get this 30 minutes where I'm thinking, where I, where I have to reflect. So it's, it is a conscious decision, even if it's not a... Yeah, even, but I mean, are most people interested in this? Because there must be some philosophers who talked about this in the past, like yeah, whatever I said. No, but I'm saying I'm saying it not from the perspective of reflecting to generate new ideas, but just reflecting as a as a form of worship, right? To get close to not worship, but like alignment, right? It's like re recharging your center your, your chakras. Yeah, you, I'm just no, joking. No, not that. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> yeah. joking. No, like because for me, I don't that's know, what they'll do. Yeah. They'll get the app that yoga app and that's yeah. what they'll do and they'll claim that that's what it is. That's another joke. And that that app will probably have some soothing music in the background that's distracting them from And it'll the be gamified with some tokens and yeah. levels. Oh my god. Sick. That's the worst. That's like there's no one can help you at that point. No, there's a there's a lot of layers. But I think this this whole idea, I, I don't know if you've thought of it this way that existence is a thing. But what's because of course, God, if you think about it, the attributes of God is that he always existed. That means existence does not apply to him in the same way. So there are obviously yeah, levels above that. we at some point did not exist. Exactly. So that's, of course, yeah. But I mean, that's just the, that's, that, the that's just thing. existence being on and off or yeah. infinite. But I'm saying there's another thing above that. There's another concept. <laughs> that, well, I can't think of that concept. There, there's a category that existence falls into. And What's then there's the a category yeah. above that. And there's infinite categories. And we know that there are because God is infinite. Yeah. And I think discovering that is what'll just blow our minds. The pleasure, because humans seek knowledge. And I think when you when you look at God, that knowledge will just, will just come blowing into your mind. And I think that will be the immense pleasure. Knowledge of everything, of all the possible emotional states, all the possible things, and maybe knowledge of how God perceives you. Just all this... Whatever it is, I think that'll be, yeah. right? Because it said that God will be pleased with you and you will be pleased with him, like that whole thing. And pleasure, it's when you attain something. And, and what's most? what do most men want? Knowledge. They want that's, to know. That's the whole, that's why course selling and the whole marketing, that's why it's such a big business because everyone wants to, they all, everyone wants to know the secret the secret, you know? And I think that's what, that's what Sufism was, like the, the marifa, the knowledge, knowing God. Yeah. Right? And that's what but it can, is when yeah. you... Can you really... You can't... I mean, there's a certain amount that you can get in this life, but... Yeah, well, they say some of them get it. I don't know how much of that is modern interpretation and because I'm not... It's hard to say because now everything's been so... Yeah, it's... Uh, televangelism, right? Yeah. That whole business thing. It's like, yeah, sure, the classical scholars have... must have had it, but... Well, I, you, think, yeah. I think part of it is also just appreciating the wisdom behind the injunctions. So there's a jurisprudential aspect to it. Like just, you can see it in different, there's different facets. You know, there's the legal aspect, there's the the creative aspect, there's the human relationships aspect, and there's this philosophical, you can come at it from multiple angles and you get to the same point. 
And it's all a manifestation of God's power, knowledge, creation. It's all of that is there. So you're just getting a trickle of it. Yeah. That's kind of where I was talking when we were talking about the desire thing and how like you do things even as a Muslim that link to your desires, but then they ultimately lead back to God. So it's like your desire to create ultimately leads you back to an increase in, in faith. Yeah. No, and have you thought of like the, this is a side tangent, yeah. but just the whole, the parody nature of, of humans, you know, where humans, like if you just think about the action of intercourse and the action of defecation, yeah. it's it's so humiliating in a way that how can you ever get arrogant? It's like you sit on a on a toilet and you have a hole in your rear and then feces comes out of it. It's like, how can you ever yeah. get arrogant after that? Like you humiliate yourself uh, at least once a day if you're not constipated or whatever. It's like how, arrogance doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, you're... It's rationally in, uncomputable. You no, know, well, the, the arrogant person, they would... they. They don't think there's anything above humans, right? And so, so you have to bring, you have to erase divinity to. Yeah. So everyone is doing. Everyone's taking a shit. The best, the most, the best person in the world is taking a shit, right? In their minds, and that's that's it, right? There's just animals and humans, and we're also animals. Yeah. And we're all. You just, can only be arrogance can only exist in the godless mind in its true form. Yeah. In my opinion, there's no way you can accept God and be arrogant in the true sense. It's just impossible. Well, you can have... Like the... the Not the metaphysical arrogance. You can have that like, oh, I think I'm better than this person. Like yeah. that puny arrogance. Yeah, well, of course. The well, diminutive that's the, form. Well, I think that's like disbelief is the is that... Because that's how it's defined. Extreme. It's the denial of the truth. It's yeah. not like, oh, I... Uh, it's not like pride in the culture or your nation or that kind of like mini version of arrogance. Yeah. It's not about thinking you're a good cricket player or something. <laughs> That's a shout out or call out to a certain someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, pride exists in the hearts of the godless. Yeah.